Hi guys, what's up? Um, welcome to another episode of Cafe Construct, your go-to podcast for tips to achieve success in the Kenyan construction industry. Your host for this episode is Whitney. In session with me is my co-host, Architect Nyambura, aka Bush, and a special, special guest, Stefan Dele. So guys, um, if working in construction had foundation, then the people who have worked jobs similar to Stefan would be it. I'm talking about construction workers, aka Watuwam Django. So Stefan, if you could kindly introduce yourself. Yeah, so hello, my name is Stephen. Um, I'm a firstborn in a family of five and I love God. Um, started in a day in Makueni, went to KU 2016. Currently, we just finished Moringa for uh, develop, development for developer. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you. Okay, so Stephen, you've mentioned that you went to to uni. Which um, what course were you studying in uni? I was studying Bachelor of Information Technology. Okay. And yeah. did you finish your studies in uni? I'm yet, to, I'm, yet, I'm yet to finish, but I'll finish this year. Okay. So yeah. you could kindly tell us, how did you get into construction and doing um, construction work? So first, I may say that I finished my high school back 2012. Mm -hmm. um, and then after finishing my high school, I was uh, studying here in Nairobi in a school called Buenos Academy. So after finishing high school, being a firstborn, and um, I, I think by then I had lost my father when before I sat for my KCSE. The family needed my help and I could not go back to sit with my mom and then look at each other. So I started looking for, um, exactly after form four, just immediately after finishing form four, I went to stay with my uncle who stays um, on Gong Road. Mm -hmm. So for him, it's, it's a fund at Mjango. So, and so because I had to look for something to do, to, to earn something to support my family because they had supported me in my education. So I could not just stay there waiting for my, my result, like seated, not, doing nothing. So mm. that's why I actually started doing Mujango that December after doing my KCSE. So that's how it began. Okay. So you didn't even wait for your results to come out. You just decided to start working immediately to make ends meet. And you've also mentioned that your uncle was the one who introduced you to Mjango work. So is it that he would tag you along when he went to work or? Uh, no, actually, I personally, I did not want to work with, with the relatives. <laughs> mm -hmm. So he had friends who are also some fundies and some Mjango. So he connected me with them. And so I could go them to, to Mjango, mm. but, but not, yeah, it, it, but not him actually. I've never, I never worked with him actually. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. being so young in 
and starting to work immediately in construction, did you have some expectations of working in such a work environment? Um, going there, was there, did your uncle prepare you on what you were going to do at the construction site or you were just told, show up and we'll give you any job that's available? Oh, sure. So I had, I had no, actually I had no expectations. Uh, first, I had no idea what happens there. You see, I've just completed my high school mm. and then I'm in Nairobi and then I'm trying to seek something to do before as I continue the life. So I don't think I had any expectations. So whatever got me on the first day or the first week was a surprise of life and all things done there. Mm -hmm. um, when I first went to the site, I think I was like a mono in, a, in high school, knowing nothing. Mm -hmm. So I was always like a dump being sent there and there until I learned how things work for, I think, with, uh, within the first two weeks. Okay. And what was yes. your first role? So my first role was, uh, was to help fully, uh, like, William, some, someone to be sent. Bring mm. me this, bring me this, go there, bring me this, do this. Koroga, this, Michanga, such word, something like that. So I was just like a helper. Okay, so you are helping um, the fundi do everything? Yes, yes. Okay, and how long did you do that? Um, so First of all, I think it took uh, first. First, so okay, for the first two weeks that I worked, mm. I think I I, I worked with with a fund who was not kind of understanding me by myself so, mm. because I, I think um and also it was a, it was a kind of um in that in that construction site I there was like kind of I don't know how to put it, but mm. people who are working the casual works like our Tuamkono, the way they call them, mm. you are so much mis mistreated. I remember there's a particular day that, so we were working and then it was raining. Mm. And then we were carrying the cement from, from ground floor to the second floor. Mm. And now it was wet, you know, when, when it has been mixed with the water and sand, so it's, it's raining, it's drizzling and you have to carry it up to the second floor. So, in that, when I carried it, um, when I went back home and woke up in the morning, I found that I had swollen, in, I had swollen in my, in, on, on my shoulder. Mm. And I realized I could not go back to the job that particular day. So, and I, so I, my uncle, actually my uncle just woke up and said, hey, my, uh, aren't you going to work today? And I said, hey, I, I did not even talk. I showed him the, where I had swollen, then told me, okay, just relax. And so, I did not go back again for that for let's say around around one month. Um, from a single family, now a single mother. I have no father. I'm the firstborn. I have to think twice. I have to do something. So I said, ah, I'm not going back to Mjengo. Then I like a man. I I no money. I I'm being given a fare to go to church. I'm being given the offering. I hated it. So I said, I'm a man. Let me still let me go again. And now I found another construction. I think with a different person, which was more or lesser, um, but it was it was much it was much less. You know, when you go there, it, you think it's less work, but again, I found like the same thing. But now, 
I had not, uh, the experience was not like the first one, which was so tough on me. So again, I went to another one, um, which was, which and a less work, less work, but still I was just a casual worker. So at Okay. Yeah. Okay. And was the working, um, the working conditions the same as the first site you were in or was that something different with this new site that made it possible for you to work there so even even the other one i don't think i i i, I stayed because i think it was more of more more work and i think i i was still young and i had no energy to work on heavy work even if i may call it like that so I still found it hard. So until I found another foreman, who now like you had now contracted is we, I think the way Nyabra was putting it, mm -hmm. now he had been now contracted, but we knew each other. So for him, his work was much easier. And I think we worked for with him for for um, more much much longer time because we could move from Nairobi, we could have some work even at Machakos. Mm. Uh, we moved around with him, but yeah, but now this was much less work, but it was still a um, construction work, that is. Okay, so would you say it was less work because um, the person you were working with who hired you um, knew you were young and knew the, the amount, which roles he could give you that you would be able to do with ease, or what exactly made the work easier was it his understanding of of the level you are at with your work or what yeah i i think the 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 relationship the relationship was good up to, like you i could say like you are more of friends mm. though it was it was like my boss actually but you are more of friends so you could understand me and give me tasks that are not much because he understood that i just completed my my high school I had no experience. Um, I had no much energy. I, I think I could say I was small, small in size, if I may put it like that. So I think he understood me, and that's why I think I I worked for some time with him in uh, in, in several constructions, doing, yeah, helping him. Okay, and is yes. he the, is he the one who taught you um, how to work? in the construction industry or in the construction sites? Would you say he took his time to teach you how you can do different jobs in the site? Exactly, yeah, he took, he took his time because you realize we moved several several places with him. Mm. Like he did not change, you know, at some fundies they prefer having one helper for mm. if, if they meet uh, requirements that they want. So I think he took time to help me because he understood me and we became, we became more of friends. So he was teaching me how to do this, how to do this. And I think that's why we, I, I, that's the, that's why we spend more of time with him. Okay. And for the other um, fundis that you worked with, mm -hmm. considering mm -hmm. it was your first time working in a construction site, did they know it was your first time? And in a situation they knew, did they teach you how to work in a construction site or they never did? So I, I think what happens in a, in a construction site, most so on casual jobs, most of the time the people, they don't want to know whether you are experienced or not. They, what they know is that they have a target to meet. So for them, they, 
they push you is either you to catch up as quick as possible or you don't go for that job in the next day so mm -hmm. they, they they have no time they don't know whether they're because some of the jobs in the construction they are they, i think that it's is it they, is it they're turning in like you come in the morning you check if it's there or not so there's no guarantee so whoever comes you don't know him so it's for you to deliver so there's no time to know whether you're experienced or not is is either you deliver or you are not in for the job so i think that's the that's the reason why i i had um i think a harsh time or a hard time because um they didn't know me i did not know them we just met on construction and hey you are talking this is your task you have to do it so person who is supervising you he doesn't know actually know you so it just pushes you to accomplish what is supposed to be accomplished unlike the other one which now i have a person who knows me Mm -hmm. and he understands me and he knows where i'm coming from okay and yeah. you mentioned earlier that afundi will work with you if you meet their own requirements of who they'd like to work with could you tell us some of the requirements that maybe fundis the one that you worked with or even others have um so if somebody was to work a, as at a construction site, they would say that, okay, if I have this requirement, then I might possibly get a job somewhere. <laughs> Actually, so and in, a, in a construction, what the fund would require is someone who has, uh, I think you are energetic eh? and mm -hmm. you are faster to learn things. Mm -hmm. So like, okay, so some fundies would, uh, would want to have uh, a, a, an assistant who is much experienced, other than someone who was just for the first time, he doesn't even know the name of the tools, so I think so fundus on would always uh, prefer someone who has been in the construction for some time. And so they are used to that harsh environment. You know, sometimes because sometimes it's like harsh environment, if I may say so. So if someone's coming in the, is this let me call it like a softy body, if you have not used to it, mm. then and for them they have been given a target to meet by the end of the day, they would look for someone who who is strong. Let me let put in like in, in terms of muscles, so strong. He can lift things quickly. He can do things faster, and then he can also assist some tasks that are meant for Fundi and help him. So that's then different. Okay. And wait, if I could mention, sorry, let mm -hmm. me interrupt for a minute. Uh, yes. Okay, there are two differences. Uh, Stephen, you will agree or disagree with me? Yes. It's, you see, Stephen was learning on the ground as the work yes. was coming because he didn't pass through any technical training. He he came baptism by fire. So yes. yeah, so he got a very big chunk of experience as opposed to the other fundies who they've had technical experience. So when they were coming in. Do you understand? Because they are both fighting for the same jobs, but yeah. one knows a bit more than the other and mm -hmm. has built his body or her body mm. with the intense work because it is intense work and yeah. uh, the consultants are on a deadline. So we put pressure, us as the consultants, we put pressure, of course, on the contractor to get mm -hmm. it done on time. So, of course, it trickles down. The pressure always trickles down. And mm -hmm. I guess that's why you felt those differences, Stephen. Yeah. Yes, sure, sure. Yes. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, 
Nyambura. And coming back to, to your relationship with you, the, the fundi you are working with. So you said that with the fundi that you ended up working with for long, that you would move from different locations working together, you had a mm-hmm. relationship, um, a friendship with him that allowed you to relate easily with him and ended up allowing you to work longer with him. But with mm-hmm. the first con- contractor of fundi that you worked with, you did not know them. So there was no... Um, sharing of information that oh i'm just from high school i'm new to this kindly teach me um how to work in the site right yeah yeah so that one lasted for for two weeks and then the second one with um your friend how how long did it last so so the first one was there like two weeks then the other one also went i think around three months Mm -hmm. the one was the one that i still you know one then with my friend, I, did, I think it lasted more than a year. Okay. So how yeah. would you say in total you have worked um, in construction sites? So um, I think I worked close to... So, so after working with my friend mm. uh, as a, uh, for around one year, I, now I think I, I got tired of uh, more of now the actual work of construction. So, mm-hmm. but I I saw I sought another job as a security guard, but now in a security in a in a construction site. Mm-hmm. So I worked still in a construction site, but now I was um, securing the the material that came on the site. For now, this one I worked also for for around an year. So, mm-hmm. if I the whole construction job, I think I did for like two years. Okay. Days a week, would you say you worked in the construction site? Mostly there were six days because you worked from Monday to Saturday. Yeah. And how much were you being paid working in the site? So it depended with the, the where you are working. Different sites, they have different paying, different contractors, they have different paying. Mm-hmm. But, I, but then, because that was back then, 2013, 2014, mm-hmm. um, the, the the highest I was paid was 600 a day. The lowest I, I was paid, I think, was 350 shillings a day. Okay. And could you tell us um, some of the areas you worked in? The location? Areas in terms of Look. the location? Yeah. Uh, so the first one that I will never forget was um, the first, the very, very, very first one was in this side of Loakabete. I can't remember the exact name. It no. was side of Loakabete. Mm-hmm. Then from there, I went to, I worked at Karen. Mm-hmm. Then Karen, from Karen now is when I, I was moving to different places with my friend. For example, uh, I went to I, I went, went, went to construct uh, the technical university Machakos. I don't know I don't know that's the, the correct name. Mm. Yes, Machakos. Yeah, those are the and then also in Nairobi. Now the last one which now I was working as um, like security guard of the site was um, Yaya Yaya Center. Mm. Yes. And while you were working in these different sites. 
were safety mm -hmm. precautions taken in those sites? Maybe, for example, did you have helmets um, or everything that you needed for safety in the site you were providing for yourself? Was it given by the contractors or you provided it yourself if you had any? So, so again, I would say it now could depend with the, 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 the contractors. So some sites where we had precaution measures and so safety, safety, safety guards were provided or then other others we were just working just like that. Um, there was no security measures, safety measures. But I think also it depended with the, how big the site is and yeah, so it would depend. Not everybody provided the safety gears, yes. Thank you. Okay, if I could jump in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, please. Sorry. Sorry. Yes, uh, point to note for our listeners, for us here, is all sites in terms of safety and health, the protective gear should be issued. When sites don't, it's them flaunting the mandate, not, uh, how to explain it? Yes, it's them flaunting the mandate, not that that you don't deserve a hat or that mm. and full protective gear is side shoes, overall, hard hat and uh, it's called vest, a safety vest, yes, to be easily identifiable in case the overall isn't a shouting color, yes. Okay, because I actually wanted to ask you that Nyambura, that is it mandatory for um, this, um, the safety measures to be taken by people or contractors who are in the construction site because oftentimes yes. i won't lie there are places that i've seen um construction workers wearing the the construction gears of like the helmet the shoes and all that but then there are places that i've seen they don't wear anything. They don't really even take precaution. They're just there with the regular clothes, some in sandals, in slippers. So yeah, I just wanted to throw that question at you. Yes, it is mandatory. It is under occupation, safety and health on what happens in a site. Those sites are flaunting the mandate, not it's correct. So even when you see, just know they're doing something wrong. Mm. And just cause many, unfortunately, Many people do it until people think it's okay, but it's not. The mandate is to have protective gear, even for you as a visitor to the site, you issued a hard hat and you should have a vest for easy identification. Yeah. And correct shoes, not slippers. My God, slippers is just a risk. <laughs> yeah. What are some of the lessons you can say you have learned working in the construction site? <laughs> I think one uh, one is like patience and perseverance. You have to be patient and uh, you also have to be humble because uh, there you meet people who, who already have been like, like they are used to it. So when they see you and you are nervous, they, they are like wondering how, why did you come here? What, what are you doing here? So it's like, just be humble and be patient and, and just, hacking to the instructions because there most of time for casual workers you don't have much of the skills it's just of like following what we are being told do this and just do that 
So it's just like following instructions and being humble and patient, yes. Okay. So just to take a commercial break, um, we, are, we have reached the segment um, of something light or something heavy. So Stephen, this is the point where we take a break from our serious discussion and just ask, mm -hmm. um, I've chosen for this week a light question. I'll ask you a light question and then mm -hmm. you and Nyambura, and then you guys can answer and tell me um, what is your favorite activity to do um, what is your favorite pastime activity to do? So just to give you a little, of, a little bit of thinking room, I'll go first. So my favorite pastime activity is cooking. And I'll be very specific, cooking experimental foods. So foods that um, you didn't grow up probably eating. I didn't grow up eating. They were like those things maybe I'd go to a restaurant and eat. So my recent experiment, experimental cooking was cooking shawarma. And shout out to YouTube. <laughs> I have been doing <laughs> a lot of experimental foods because of YouTube. So I experimented on shawarma and it came out really good. Yeah. That's my favorite pastime activity. Um, how about you, Stephen? I, I think my favorite is um, ride, bike riding. Mm, nice. And to be specific at Karura Forest, it's a so <laughs> serene area to go and do bike riding. So yeah. nice. <laughs> yes. So it means you have a bike of your own that you go with or do you hire when you are there? I hire when I'm there. Oh, okay. That's a fun yes. um, pastime activity. I mean, you get also your cardio in there. You work out and keep fit, especially during this yes. COVID. And yeah. how about you, Nyambura? What's your favorite pastime activity? Wow, okay. Uh, <laughs> it changes between cycling or road trips. I think I'd, I'd settle on road trips mostly. Mm. Yeah, random trips in and out of Nairobi or outside the borders. Just travel is a very big deal on to me, yeah. Okay, and I'll ask you another question. What's the most recent place you've traveled to? Uh, road trip to Tigoni for the waterfalls in Tigoni, Limuru. Oh, okay, Tembea, Kenya. Yes. Yeah, I think, yes. I think, I, yes, I think we, we, kind, we kind of share. I also like traveling so much. The most recent one was Kilimanjaro. I climbed it. Going places. <laughs> yes, I climbed and I went around it like for two oh, hours. Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Never, huh? <laughs> wow. Like going around the creator. It was the best experience ever. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's something. That's great. <laughs> Okay, so Stephen, if you could take us through um, a day in the life of a construction worker, what, it, what would it be like? Maybe from the time you get to the site, because you also said that getting a job that very day is not a guarantee. You just have to come ask if there's a job, maybe you'll be asked to go back or come back 
like another day. So if you could just start us mm -hmm. off from that point of view, get to the construction site, and then what happens next? So I think a day when you check in in a construction, um, to my experience, for example, if, so if it's our first week or you, you just came or you are just starting, you could like now assemble in the morning, then um, distribute the tasks and be divided maybe nearly to groups like of two of two people each and to your task. For example, the casual the helper and then the food is more advanced. So like every morning, come, get um, assigned to your task and then get into the task. Then work those. So some of the tasks they could be you, you could you can you could finish them before the before maybe let's say for that or five. So it will speed, it will depend on your speed and who you are working with. So a typical day like check in the morning, have a meeting, then start working, have a break around ten, take some tea or whatever that's available, then then work again and until around until one, then have a large break from one to two. So, and if you are complete, if you complete your task, you can go home for some. And if you are not, then you go ahead until four or five. But to some sites, if you, you could even work on your task, even up to six or even up to seven, depending on what task you are doing. But some, you can also finish your task before the the, but most of the site, you have no like official official leaving time. It's when you finish your task, it's when you leave. Okay. And, and you've mentioned working in shifts. So in the construction site, I know there are some construction sites that work day and night. Or what exactly happened? So sometimes it could happen. For example, there's a time I worked at... Um, Yes, only family basilica. So the bishop, bishop, the bishop's quarters there. So there's a time we are constructing there, but we are only working on, on at night. So the reason being that so the construction is in, in the midst of offices. So you wouldn't want to distract people during the daytime when some people are in depth working. So that could also be the reason why some some contractors wouldn't want to work at night, depending on where the work is located and maybe the conditions of the neighbors around there. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, so do you have any question you would like to ask Stephen? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. So Stephen, yes. uh, from the moment you entered green, super green as you are, mm -hmm. to two years later when you stepped off, mm -hmm. what were your biggest growth skills as a person in the knowledge of construction. <laughs> so, to, I think what I learned, most uh, skills that I learned uh, from, so one was working with gypsum, which I had, experience, I had no experience with, though so I forgot, <laughs> I forgot, but I, by then I had, I had some knowledge of working with gypsum, because I had worked with guys who were working on gypsum work, and then the other one that um, on construction and land was the putting tiles. Because yes, the guy, the one that I said I'd worked for a long time with was a tiles guy, was working on mainly on tiles. So I think I learned more about how to work on much, what is expected to work on tiles. Because tiles, I think they were more of, they, they went to have some skills because they were like kind of sensitive work when doing them. 
Yes. So those are most things that I maybe I learned there. And also maybe, okay, learning what the materials that are being used on the construction sites. I think so it was a learning experience other than just seeing a building and you don't know what happens there. You just see a complete building. At mm. least now I had an experience, you know, technicalities that are being used for yeah. me to see a complete building. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. That I think uh, with me, that's enough for me here. That's the one I wanted to know. Okay. So thank you so much, Stephen, for taking your time to come and talk to us and give us um, what can I, how can I put it? Give us like a sneak peek into the life of a construction worker. Thank you so much for, for doing that. And I hope you enjoyed this session just as I have. And hopefully yes. maybe one another time um, we can have you on again, if you would like to talk more about construction. But before we end, is working in construction something that you would go back to at any level or you don't see yourself going back to construction? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good question. So, um, okay, probably as an engineer, but now not as a casual worker, I think. Yes, but okay, it's a good venture because after all, we become a construction has to continue. Mm. We have to have, we have to have uh, structures, but I, if I was to go that back there, not now as a casual worker, but maybe now as an experienced, maybe an engineer. But currently, uh, I'm a software engineer now, <laughs> not construction <laughs> engineer, which is a good thing. But I, I would still also advise others: just whatever, whatever you start, just be patient with time, and trust the process. That was they say: trust the process. You start harsh, you learn, you adapt, you interact with the people until you find you are serving a place where now you work comfortably. Because I think before I quit it, I think I was working comfortably only that now it was not earning me what I would call uh, would meet my, my, my needs. Mm -hmm. But I get used to the system, if I may call it like that, and then it, it was not harsh now to me. Mm -hmm. So it's like taking time and being patient and knowing everything has an end and you have to, you, you just have to be patient and learn something when you come out of there. Because now if I have to go and offer at my house, of mm -hmm. course I will, I can question Fundi, why is this happening? I, I know what should be done, kind of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, thank you. Nyambura, any parting shot? To each their own. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this session. And I think, Stephen, you've, you've taught us a lot and hopefully you've also taught the listeners something. Um, currently, you're, you've said that you're a software engineer. I, I don't think probably a lot of people would have known where you came from, coming from high school, completing your high school mm -hmm. with a good grade and then moving to work um, in the construction site, even going to KU at some point, and then finally also joining Moringa School. I mean, like you've said, um, and Nyambura has said to each their own, all of us have our own story. You just have to be patient. You have to keep mm -hmm. pushing and not give up. Yeah. If you have an end goal, 
work towards it do whatever you need to do to get to it do not be picky especially when you need to make ends meet do whatever job yeah. comes your way and do it to your best yeah sure sure yes yeah. so i wish you all the best with your studies and um, to our listeners thank you so much um for joining us our new listeners welcome and our returning listeners um welcome back again so remember to be diligent towards what you do consistent and patient and guys follow us on instagram facebook twitter linkedin like comment share our podcast we're everywhere and also remember to rate us um to rate our show on apple goodbye bye Bye.